How are you? And welcome to Paddy Irishman, Paddy Englishman. A podcast where we pick a topic, research it, discuss it and have a laugh along the way. So sit your arse down, have a Guinness ready and join in on the crack with us too. Enjoy. How are you? And welcome to Paddy Irishman, Paddy Englishman. A podcast where we pick a topic, research it, discuss it and have a laugh along the way. So sit your arse down, have a Guinness ready and join in on the crack with us too. Enjoy. Okay, um, shall we okay. give it a start? Do you want to do you want to explain the uh, the concept? The concept of today's podcast of today's potty. Yeah. Today's potty. Um, today's potty is about <laughs> albums. Um, it's about two albums that, well, I, I feel anyway that are probably in in the past ten fifteen years, especially my beautiful dark twisted fantasy is like one of the best albums of that decade of the tens. And and we yeah. are going to review it, discuss it, what we like about it, how it makes us feel, does it relate to us in some way? And then we've got for those I love that's recently come out and is I'm not sure if it's actually still currently number two in the charts in Ireland, but that's about that that's a Dublin-based rapper, well poet really, isn't it? It's it's kind of spoken yeah, he's, he's a poet, yeah, what? yeah, it is, yeah. Yeah, over heavy beats, um, like heavy trance beats. So it's it's a really interesting album. And initially, we weren't gonna, we were just gonna chat about it, but we've just decided that. Well, I kind of just decided <laughs> that um, I, I want to give him some some credit for what he's done as well. So yeah, that's that's today's podcast. I I had a, I had some thoughts when when you suggested this to be an idea because something I don't know why. But something I actually I find that I struggle with is forming my own opinion on music. Yeah. I think it's because I have I've no musical training. I can't play a single instrument. I can't sing. I have no rhythm in my body in, in any way. So <laughs> I not like I'm I, I'm the most like I've no music in me. So when it comes to reviewing music or even like forming my own opinion on music. I can't really yeah. form an in-depth opinion because I'm like, well, who the fuck do I think I am telling yeah. this or trying to say who this person is or how good their music is? But then I realize, fuck it, man. It's, it's music. It's, a, it's, it's subjective. It's a subjective art. I can, I, can, I can say what I want about it. And um, so it took me a minute yeah. to actually get into doing this, but I got into it. I wrote down. So, I've, I've, a, I've a bit wrote. Yeah, sorry, go on. I was just going to say, initially, were you like trying to wrap your head around it a little bit were were you just were you finding critiques in your own critique sort of thing it wasn't even that i just i don't think i i I didn't even critique it i i have no critiques on on it because yeah that's not even that's that's not where my mind went because like that like what 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 do i have to critique a musician on apart from the fact of if i like it or if i don't like it so I don't yeah, really have yeah, critiques. Yeah. I just, I just like, I find what I like in stuff as opposed to what I don't like, unless something I don't like really, really stands out. That's fair. Like, the only song that I don't like in that Kanye album, My Beautiful Dark Twisted Fantasy, I don't like Devil in a New Dress. I think it's just because I don't like Rick Ross. Oh, okay. Interesting. I really like that song. Yeah, I like, I like the kind of soulful melody in the background, but it's just when yeah. I hear... Rick Ross's voice. I'm just like, just shut up, Rick. Seriously, shut, shut up. <laughs> that's that's a very interesting um, opinion because, yeah. like, 
I follow yeah. a lot of like I know it's not the fucking be all and end all, but I follow a lot of like you know people on hip hop Twitter and like in any kind of like oh best featured verse or whatever that's always up there that's always up high is Rick Ross's feature on Devil in a New Dress really swear to god yeah yeah that's always highly highly rated but you know like this, yeah, this is like, like this, this is what I don't understand like right these dudes put like a picture of Kanye as their avi as their avatar on Twitter they go on and say I like Kanye's <laughs> music this song's good and I'm like shit yeah yeah, yeah, can yeah, 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 Yeezy lover. Oh my god, are you? Yeezy lover. <laughs> what like? I just Ye- Yeezy lover. She's Yeezy a lover. Yeezy lover. She's yeah, that's it. <laughs> Their pin tweet is fuck Kim. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I want to be Southwest. Southwest. Uh, yeah, he has Northwest, doesn't he? Oh, he does. Yeah, sorry, I didn't get your joke about. Oh, do you know, like for such a like, he is. You know, bef- just before we go into all the albums, let's just clarify one thing. He can make great music. That's a given. Yeah, but he can't pick baby names. Like, do you, do you think he genuinely like looked at that child that came out with him, and they were like, "Oh, she looks like a North," and the doctors went, "Hang yeah. on a bit." You know, you, you do realize your second name is West, and he's like, "Yeah, I know, but it's cool in it." <laughs> but man, isn't that all fucking celebrities? Like, they all want to be different, and they all want to like give their kids like just the most unconventional fucking names in the world. Like, yeah, I won't be surprised sure, if some... one of them comes out tomorrow. One of them pops out of the celebrity world called Poached Egg or something like that. Uh, man, so, like, fucking, what's Jay Z's kid called? Sky Blue, isn't it? Or something Sky like that. Blue. blue? No, sorry. Blue Ivy. Blue Ivy, I'm wrong. It's Blue Ivy. Blue, Blue Ivy. That sounds like Blue an Ivy. STR. It does, yeah. I've got like, what, what? I've got a bit of Blue Ivy. Yeah, exactly. Like, fucking celebrities can't be trusted in general. They're fucking idiots. They're like, oh no, I want my baby <laughs> to be to be the most extravagant named kid. Like, what? Why? Just, what? And you know what? I don't get it. That is... This is a good way to kind of introduce ourselves into my beautiful dark twisted fantasy with how fame, what fame is like um, in the eyes of somebody who's actually famous. Ooh, what a leading. What a leading. Yeah, that was, that was a good leading, right? That was good. That was really good. Well done. Leading. <laughs> so, uh, <laughs> Jerry, do you want to start? Because you've done a, a podcast on a podcast. You've done a Twitch stream. Um, and for those who haven't, Rather than watch this Twitch stream, go check it out, Geriatric Creations. But you've done it as for all the singles in every one of the on the album, haven't you? Yeah, uh, yeah, I haven't finished yet. Yeah, I'm currently doing a series on Twitch where I do a deep dive into each track on the album and I create just a little bit of cover art based off of a lyric that stood out, a message that stood out yeah. to me. Yeah, yeah. So that's what, that's so, what I'm doing currently. So you obviously know a bit more than me. On, on this um on this album. So do you wanna do you wanna yeah, kinda tell us what maybe. it's about? Okay. Um right. Let me let me let me get in here. Let me get into my my uh reviewers hat. Tuck, it, tuck, tuck your chair in. I, I actually have my book a hat on it. It doesn't leave my head when we're doing these because I have to try and get into the uh, into a character. The character like yeah like I'm not myself so I can't be using actual names, actual places I'm 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 in disguise and I have to make sure that I remember that. 
<laughs> I swear to God, yeah, I started I think, with I, the mask, but I had to I, I had to take the mask off for the podcast because I was just it, it makes me a bit itchy, so I had to take it off. I was literally just about to be hearing is this. Yeah, I was literally just about to ask, do you still wear the uh, the mask as well? No, I, I keep the mask sitting on the table beside me. So if I do forget about the bucket hat, I see the mask. <laughs> the, the, the gimp mask. Yeah, the gimp mask. It's all a mental thing. It's all a mental thing. Okay, right. <laughs> Get away from that. Sh- right, shut up. Okay. Off track, off track. Uh, my Beautiful Dark Twisted Fantasy is Kanye's fifth album. Yes. Mm-hmm. And it is mostly based around how after... The 2009 VMAs, I don't know if you remember that. It was pretty big in pop culture where Taylor Swift went up to collect the award for best music video. And Kanye got up and said, yeah, yeah, I'm going to let you finish. But Beyonce said one of the best albums. Something along the lines of this. Best music videos of this generation. Was that not it? Yeah, exactly. He went went off. But I mean, like, why were people surprised? If you see any pictures of him for that night, he's walking around with a full bottle of Hennessy. And by yeah, the time it like, comes to that, yeah, like he, the, the bottle's almost empty by the time it comes to him like <laughs> running up on stage. What? Yeah. Take take the Hennessy off the bipolar man, please. <laughs> could you could <laughs> you imagine though actually having the balls just in general? You don't even have to be Kanye West, but to have the balls to run up on stage and when someone's collecting an award and just slay them like, <laughs> oh, mate, like that that shows where his mental state was at. That yeah. he thought he was so untouchable, he could get away with that. But he didn't. Yeah. He uh, he faced severe backlash from the music industry, from the public in general. And he went into yeah. a self-imposed exile. He mm-hmm. just kind of did a bit of traveling. He went over to um, to Asia. He spent some time in London. And then um, Japan, after right? a y- Yeah, I think he went to Japan, yeah. And then he came back and he went he booked out studio the stu- a studio in Hawaii for a month two months and he mm-hmm. brought a lot of ge- a lot of guests in anyone that's featured on this album he flew them into Hawaii and he put them up and then he just brought them into the studio and he he apparently did not leave the studio unless like the odd time so like he'd go in he'd stay in the studio from morning to night he'd sleep in like 90 minute intervals during the night yeah. he'd wake up he'd work on a track he'd go back asleep so he was clearly in the mindset of, okay, the public hates me. I really need to get my shit together. Produced yeah. one of the best albums that has ever been heard. And hopefully that will get the public back on my side. Yeah. And, um, and then, just, he dropped, just, then he dropped this. Yeah, yeah just, just to kind of go on when you were saying like the, the best album that, that that people have ever heard. And obviously it's subjective. But I definitely, like, yes. I definitely believe in that as well, I think. The compositions that when when you listen to other podcasts talk about it, like I got, got most of my research from Dissect, yeah, and their podcasts was well, his podcast is basically just going in on even like the 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 way the keys hit as well. Like the I think one of them was talking about the the vibration of the key when it hits the piano. I'm not sure how a piano works, but the vibrations <laughs> of it and stuff like that. So. The fact that he's able to, you know, think of like a vibe, like to the minus detail or the minute detail of a vibration yes. that will work well in his song is, is, yeah, is yeah. crazy, I think. Oh, well. uh, yeah, 100%. Like, anyone mm. that has ever talked about this has really just talked about how 
how like Kanye was always known as being a producer like that's how we started out but this kind of really stood him apart from the rest for how like you're saying like I can't talk about it much because I haven't even the beginning of a notion about how music works but apparently mm. some of the notes some of the compositions throughout this album yeah. are some of the best and a lot of the sampling is actually spoken of as some of the best sampling work that had been seen in a yeah. long time yeah and like he samples James Brown, I want to say. Man, I'm not going to lie. I have well, so he samples, much notes here. He samples so much that I can't even find yeah. all my notes here. It's crazy. And just even in like one song, All of the Lights, he has like 13 other artists involved. <laughs> yes. yes. Yeah, like, he has like 13 I'll, 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 Like, Imagine how, how highly you have to be looked upon to get 13 artists all singing the same thing and just kind of putting them all, like all of their verses on top of each other. So that would, like, you, if yeah. you listen to that, you can hear like maybe two or three hours. Like you can't even hear all the assembly of hours that he has involved in yeah. the in the chorus. Like, yeah, yeah. I I don't even know if they all got a feature in it, but I, did you ever see the music video? Yeah, and like it's yeah. all flashing, flashing yeah, lights like, quite literally, and it's um all the names that come up. Yeah, sick video as well. Did you realize that? Yeah, it is. Yeah, it is a great video. But yeah, man, it was it was just like he kind of seen it as okay, this is my redemption album. If this flops, mm-hmm. then I'm never getting back into the public side the way I was. I'm never getting back that same level of power and influence. So for him, it was kind of a yeah. make it a, make or break album. And um, yeah, it went it went pretty well. Yeah, oh, it did. I do. Do you, did, do you yeah. know how much it sold? Just out of uh, curiosity. No. No, I don't. To be honest, do you? No, I, I have no idea. No, what well, I'm, I'm sure it went. It, it it had to have gone platinum. That like the songs that are on that and the and the features that he has on on that album. Yeah, yeah. It was it in um. Is it monster monster that um he's only in it for like a couple of seconds and then you have like Jay Z, Pusha T, Nicki Minaj. Is it Nicki Minaj? Yeah, Nicki Minaj is in that as well. Yeah. And, and, um, and there's one more as well. I Rick, can't Rick, think of Rick Ross is in it, and so Rick is, Ross. Um, Rick Ross. Yeah, and so is uh, Bon Iver. Shy High, Shy High, or something. Oh no, that's Shy uh, High. The Prince is in um, So Appalled. Oh yeah, but yeah, even so, in so them, both similar, of them songs. Yeah, yeah. yeah, both of them songs are just him sitting back. Well, like in So Appalled, he has a bit more of a role in in his in in that track, but. I think it's the other way around. Back. Yeah, in Monster, he yeah. has more of a part. And in Soul Paul, he's, he's, he's out of the song after like a minute. And then like the song goes on oh, like is six it? minutes. Oh. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, okay. But like in both of them songs, he was just able to sit back and let yeah. his music do the talking. And they can rap over it. They can do whatever they want or they can sing over it. But it's his compositions and his beats that have really like grasped, grasped me anyway. Appalled, like the beat is hard, right? It's yeah, so Paul is a so Paul is so good. It's but... sick, and then like, so the, the beat alone has got my attention, right? And yeah. in that song, I just find my face screwing up, like you know, going <laughs> mm, just like the, <laughs> yeah. all like the has popping up. Yes, yeah. I think the beautiful yeah. thing about both of those tracks that you mentioned, Monster and So Appalled is Kanye has his piece, yeah, but he has all of his guest artists speaking so honestly and so openly about the themes of yeah. like of what he wants the track to be. So in like Monster he's speaking on the dark side of celebrity and all the all the featured artists come on, they say 
what's kind of bad about them or what they don't like, whatever. And then it's yeah. the exact same in Soul Paul. It's about the, like how crazy it is being a celebrity and the absurdity and like all you can get away with with being a celebrity. And he has all his guests out or mm. someone doing the exact, like speaking on what they are or a situation that they have noticed. It's just like, mate, how am I getting away yeah. with this shit? And that's, that's, yeah. that's, that's it's unbelievable that he, he has that much influence over these like names like Jay-Z, Pusha T, like RZA. RZA from the Wu-Tang Clan is on So Appalled as well. Yeah. And he's able to get him to speak on what he wants him to speak on. Like, it's it's unbelievable. Yeah. In um in Run, Runaway, yeah, Runaway, he has Pusha T, doesn't he? Yes. And yeah. he, he's, he's kind of like the villain of it all, isn't it? Yeah. Because when you listen to it, Kanye West is obviously going through some, you know, in in air court right now, and um, some relationship issues. But it's it's the relationship that he has with the public, yes. and um, the he, he was kind of trying to explain it. Do you know um, that he, he finds faults in the little things, and it, he can't kind of wrap his head around it. So so he kind of vocalizes it, and that's what makes him like a bad guy. So when you yeah. go back to the VMA he wasn't able to keep it to himself. He couldn't wrap his head around it. So he vocalised that he thought Beyonce had the better, um, <laughs> yeah. you know, the better, which is like, fair enough. You know, but keep that to yourself. Like, you know, <laughs> yeah. like you just throw yourself a hole. But, uh, and That's then it, on yeah. the flip side, you have Pusha T, who's embracing it. And yeah. he's just being an absolute bellend about it. But he just is, to go back yeah. to the point that I was saying, when you were saying like, all these artists are trying to like, we're trying to like reflect on their own, their own like bad personas. I want to say their own bad characteristics. Pusha T was actually going through a, a breakup at the time, and Kanye West was like turning around to him, saying, "I want you to be more douchebag in this track in Runaway. I, want, I need more douchebag." So we come back with another verse, and Kanye said, "I need more." Of and more douchebag and need you to be more of an asshole. So he'd come back and he'd say the same thing over and over again. So Pusha T just turned around and was like, right, no, fuck this. I'm going I'm to uh, go into a room. So he went into like isolation for like two days, right? And then he wrote the verse that came out. And that verse is so sadistic. <laughs> and it's, yeah. so, it's so horrible. <laughs> like, it is. It's so degrading to the woman that he's speaking about. Just in terms of some of the shit he raps about, he's just like, oh, look, put up with me being a dickhead or else I'm going to take all these nice things away from you and you're going to go back to being poor. And you're just like, man, <laughs> goddamn. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> even like, though, it's, even so though it's fictional, it's fictional. And you're yeah, just like, yeah. ooh, that still hurts, man. <laughs> I mean, like, I'm not even the girl. And I, I'm like, okay, I'm sorry. <laughs> you know, like, <laughs> That's and, it. Uh, no, what, but what I mean, like... Okay, I admit it. So you have a choice, leave now or live with it. So he's just turned around and he said, right, so you've caught me cheating. You've caught me doing whatever it is. <laughs> Deal with it. Deal with it your own way. I don't care if you go. I don't care if you stay. But I'll probably do it again if you stay. And I'm going to do it anyway if you go. It's a beautiful verse, that is. Like, it's so scumbag. It's so good. But, I mean, like, if you yeah. have... If you were, like, Pusha T was... He was known, but, um, like, he wasn't as big as Kanye. So, like, he... If Kanye's being like, oh, yeah, look, more. You're giving more. You're going to reach down and give him exactly what he fucking wants, aren't you, like? Yeah, oh, if Kanye turned around to me and he was like, I want more of this, I'll be like, yeah, oh, yeah, right away, right away. You know, I'll, I'll, <laughs> right away, sir, I'll right away. The room. <laughs> <You know? laughs> that and uh, all of the lights 
they're the two tracks, like I said to you earlier on, they were the two tracks that I, I like I researched the most for because they're the ones that, you know, I, I felt that they got my attention more than the other songs. So do you want to talk about some other songs that you that that you're influenced by on the album? Yeah, I was just going to ask you that is um, just so, while we're on run, Runaway. That okay. is like that's spoken about often as one of the best rap songs of the 2010s. It's spoken about as being like, yeah, obviously one is. of the best tracks on this album. Do you agree with that? Yeah. Based on the fact that yeah, like totally. Yeah, totally. really. I feel like the one of the only other albums that comes in into the same bracket. I'm sure there's loads more, but I'm kind of just drawing a bit of a blank here. But the one that really stands out for me is like Damn by Kendrick Lamar. Mm. Um that album ridiculous. Actually, even to Pimp a Butterfly is actually a pretty good album too. But Runaway, the tr- the tracks on um My Beautiful Dark Twisted Fancy, like Runaway, All of the Lights, Power. Um, yeah. so many so many tunes on that that are just anthem worthy and they all have their own meaning as well um, yeah. and research of this album as well the fact that um, Dissect said it was a backhanded apology so yeah. he was like oh, he was like oh look I'm sorry that I've done that but watch what I can do <laughs> you know like, that's it yeah like, he was like look um, I'm sorry I'm a, I'm sorry I'm a dickhead it's like it's like what Pusha T was saying on Runaway it's like yeah I'm a dickhead but that's who I am you know kind of deal with it I'm I'm still gonna yeah. do well. I'm not gonna change, which yeah, is yeah, yeah. which is it's, it's quite beautiful in a sense. Like yeah, Kanye can be a fucking dick, but man, he's a fucking genius when it comes to his artistry. Yeah, yeah, but like even even when you're just sitting back listening to that song, you can't help yourself from going. Let's have a toast with the douchebags. <laughs> Let's have a toast with the assholes. You know, you can't you can't help yourself but sing along to that and. Like what he's saying in that album as well is that he's trying to show that everybody has a bit of douche um, in that song. Sorry, that everybody has like a douchebag, an arsehole, uh, a scumbag, you know, in their own personality. Um, yeah. And I feel like because he's famous, it's amplified more because it's in the public eye, you know, because he, yeah. he has so many, so many followers, so many people that actually believe in his music and stuff. And yeah. then, even with the dick pic thing, <laughs> could you imagine? Imagine if every individual who sent a nude photo got caught, right? Do you know what I mean? It's only because yeah. he was famous that it was like, oh my god, oh my god, blah blah blah. Same with like Dappy. Do you remember when Dappy sent a dick pic around? No, I don't. <laughs> Dappy is quite a bit of a smaller creator now than Kanye is. Yeah, but I get exactly again. But that was still blown up to be out of out of, that that nobody else does that. Do you know? Like <laughs> really? No, I, I like, never knew. I never knew Dappy your Carson and dick pics. No. Oh yeah, it was on um, Celebrity Juice. Celebrity Juice took the piss out of him for it. <laughs> but fair. like, just to go back to Runaway as well, he discusses like his impulsive nature in it as well. Yeah. Um, like when he turns around and he says that um, I might have a good girl, but I'm still addicted to the hood rats. That, yeah, yeah. That line, I could relate to that in my previous relationship before before the one I'm in now. You know, it, it's it's one of them things that like when you know you know you have a good girl at home. Um, it's like it's like that saying, "Why have steak or why have a burger when you have steak at home?" Do you know what I mean? But sometimes, yeah. like growing up, uh, like when I was in college, 
and I saw all you know all the girls like on the night out and stuff like that. I couldn't help myself but to, to try my luck, so to speak. Um, obviously, yeah. looking back on it now, it's pretty fucked up. Like <laughs> <laughs> I, I, I wouldn't, you know, I wouldn't do it now. Yeah. I love, I love the girl that I'm with now. It's I understand what he says, and it goes through the whole way through Runaway and the whole way through the whole entire album. Just the relate, the relatability is that a word? The yeah, it's relatable. Yeah. Is what I'm trying to. Yeah, say. yeah, I think so, um, like, a lot, a lot of that is down as well. Too, I'm not sure if he came out with it after the album or if it's actually mentioned in the album. I can't quite remember, but like that, he had a sex addiction. He had a sex addiction. Yeah, Kanye had a sex and a porn addiction, I believe. Yeah, so that's what? probably where that's probably where that's coming from. You, no, you've never heard of that, no? I, 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 no, I think never. He talks about it in. Um, I think he talks about his porn addiction in. I didn't know that I think at it's, all. I think it's hell of a life. Yeah, that, where, that's um, the last track, right? No, no, uh, hell of a life is the one right after Runaway. Okay. Um, I think it's that one, but um, that's if it's this song I'm talking about. That's where he's talking about. Um, he's talking about falling in love with a girl. At the start, it's nice, and then they kind of start hating each other, and then they break up. But is it this? Mm-hmm. I can't remember. But at the very end of the track, there's like breathing. There's like labored breathing happening. At the end of and which track? I think it's I think it's hell of a life. Um, okay. Because oh yeah, he's, he said I think I just fell in love with a porn star. You know that song? Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, yeah. 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 It's it's right. It's at the end of that song. So he's talking about falling in love with a porn star, and then they have like a quick relationship. It burns bright, and then it burns out really fast. And then at the end, there's labored breathing. So it starts off with like Kanye and potentially the porn star breathing together rhythmically, but then her breathing stops and then his breathing continues. So it gives the impression that he's not actually with a girl, but instead he's watching porn. And the reason what he's the breathing fuck? it, I swear to God, yeah, his breathing intensifies and then it just quickly stops. And then he kind of like a big sigh and then it's kind of like stops and then moves on to the next track. So it's kind of like as if he's masturbating over a porn star and then he's like, what the fuck am I doing with myself? Like, but yeah. Oh, um, what's that called? Post-nut clarity? Yeah, <laughs> post-nut clarity, yes. The real exactly. thing. So it's a real thing. Yeah, oh no, yeah, 100%. So um, yeah, so he, he had, a, he had a, a sex addiction for sure and I think a porn addiction also. But again, that, wow. could, very much, that could very much have been linked in with his, um, his, mental, his mental illness issues that I'm not sure if yeah. they were diagnosed at this stage i'm not i'm not actually sure when he got I, diagnosed i think it was a little later I don't think, yeah 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 because like he, he the whole album is just him basically saying i was i'm not comfortable in my own skin at all like i'm so yeah. insecure and um, yes and that like i'm genuinely not able to take ownership of my own actions <laughs> that was yeah. literally the whole, what he was saying through the whole album that's it it's 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 really beautiful in a sense because like at the start he's talking about how he just really doesn't like himself like i think it's on power um on power do you know at the very end oh fuck he says oh i forget the lyric and oh, um, he said he says a lyric and then it kind of translates into him saying suicide yeah yeah it's like so yeah. excited that's it yeah suicide. so yeah yeah exactly so at the start at the very start he's very He's not happy in his life, and then he potentially commits suicide. Ah, I hate saying yeah. that. Don't like saying that. 
Yeah. I hate saying yeah. yeah, I hate saying commits. It's too religious of a vibe. I don't fuck I don't fuck with that. Yeah. Um but, but, would you say he was he was just imagining some dark thoughts? Yes, exactly. And then as it goes on and on, then it start, it gets to like the tracks like Runaway, where he's saying, "Yeah, I'm a I'm a douchebag, but kind of kind of deal with it." You know, I'm starting to accept who yeah. I am. And then like I, I like the I like the progression of his character from hating himself to the top where he's thinking about suicide to then accepting that. Yeah, look, I'm a fucking dick. Deal with it. I I, yeah. I like I like, that, yeah. I like that transition in his character. Well, like j- just to go back to that as well. In when you were saying about um, power, and when it's like so excited, and then like that when it just keeps when he says suicide and it drops into that, and then it just cuts out, and then you get that piano piece with with the horns in the back and the heart go leading yeah. into all of the lights the interlude yeah, for that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That kind of that like represents him coming from one world to the to the next life, so to speak. I even yeah. got like in my note, I've got like a little note here that the interlude takes me away. It's gonna sound so cringe, right? So interlude takes me away and it, it feels like I'm on a boat sailing on a, like a calm sea at night where I could see all the stars in the sky. Yeah. Um and then it just goes all of the lights, bam, 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 bam. <laughs> yeah. so, it almost feel as though he's like resurrecting. Do you mm. know what I mean? Does that make sense? Yeah. No, no, so I get you. Like, yeah, I do. I get what you're saying. Him, like, yeah, you've got him like talk, talking about suicide and stuff. And then like yeah. he literally flicks on the lights and then it's all of the lights. And it's that just like shows ju- just how clever he is to put like one song beside each other or two songs beside each other that make yeah. a story and that kind of like weaves in through the whole album. It is. It's um. It's beautiful as well because I'm not sure if you heard this on the podcast on dissect. Dissect is a fantastic podcast. We've mentioned it. Yeah. If anyone wants to go a little further on what we're talking about and a lot more, uh, with a lot more clarity, we're kind of fumbling over a lot and back and forth. Yeah. Dissect yeah, yeah. is a fantastic podcast where he does a deep dive into each song and maybe a 30 minute episode per song. Beautiful, beautiful. Give yeah. that a look. And he talked. He talks just quickly about that. He talks not only about the lyrics behind it, but he talks about the composition of notes and um, yeah. talks about the samples that, that are used. And it's not just for this album, it's, it's for a few albums as well. A few, yeah, a few great albums. Good. It is good. But yeah, yeah, no, I, I think you're right. I, I like what you're saying there about how All It Lights kind of makes it feel like, or the interlude makes it feel like it's, um, you know, you're being transported into kind of like a different world. But I yeah. think that's that that's what he's going for, isn't it? That yeah, yeah. like in 100%. the first couple of songs, it's his real life, and then he's delving deep into his own psyche, and he's going to try go in and try figure himself out. Yeah, it's just really impressive. Like I don't want to sound like <laughs> a, a little Kanye West fanboy, but it yes. genuinely is so impressive that he's able to do all these. Like, do you know Elton John played the piano on that? I didn't know he played the piano. I know he was in it because you can hear his voice in it during like that piece where there's like 13 hours on top of each other i think his voice stands out but i didn't know he played the piano you know, in it. yeah did, well he played yeah he, he was playing the piano for it all and do you know the um i tried to tell you but all i could say was oh like yeah, that yeah. is that's Elton oh, John yeah, yeah. Singing. that's him yeah that's him singing yeah, yeah. um even to have like like we were just going back there with all the artists i have the likes of like you know you have push a t 
you have Kid Cudi and Elton John on the same song with Fergie. That makes no sense. On her. It's it's absolutely beautiful, isn't it? <laughs> it doesn't make sense, yeah. but that's why it's so yeah. beautiful. Yeah, but the metaphors that he uses in that song as well, in All of the Lights, is, you know, with the whole domestic violence. I slapped my girl. She called the fades. I did that time and spent that bread. <laughs> like, yeah. it, I've just yeah. bopped my head when I'm singing it as well. But the domestic oh, violence, that's like, that's like the metaphor for um, the VMA instant. Right. Yeah, and, and like the entire sure. the entire album. Yeah, the entire album is told as a story, basically about love, but it's all about his relationship with fame as opposed to his relationship with a girl. Yeah, yeah. So, like, I think you can take nearly any song on the album and say, oh, instead of a love interest or a girl, this is the public, or this is yeah, whatever. Mm. Which which like, is pretty cool. Yeah, like he, when he turns around and he's like, when he's saying when he's saying like my daughter. Yeah. His the daughter in it is him, right? It's like his. I think I think he said in an interview that it it was his um creative name. Oh no, he said it in the song before. He said it in Power, right? He was Power, like, um, yeah, create well, something like my creative, my childlike creativity is yeah. um is like being squashed by like the public and the, the press and what what I want society to think of me. So he feels yes. like very rest- like very um bound by the idea of people liking him rather than him yeah. just doing his own thing. Yeah. Yeah, I say that was um kind of what he was going through during that exile. He was like, right, the people hate me, what can I do to make them like me? I can say yeah. that's where like a lot of the ideas for these songs came is like and then he eventually decided, you know, I don't want them to like me. I want them to like my art. So the only way to make them like my art is to make my art, not their art. Yeah, and that's like kind of because the first line is he mentions Michael Jackson, doesn't he? And he uses basically Michael Jackson's life. He mentions Michael Jackson in a representation of like what fame can do to people, because um, yeah. he grew up famous. Do you know what I mean? Like he grew up yeah, from yeah. I think was he like five or something like that when he when he first started singing like with oh. the when the Jackson Five got famous or something I couldn't yeah, tell. It was, like it was, it was around far that, too like, early. Was, far too early. Yeah. Yeah. So he grew up and that that's why he kinda got a little bit, you know, odd towards the end. <laughs> to yeah, say the yeah. least. But Yeah, um, like that mixed with yeah, all his own mental health issues, yeah. MJ really. Yeah. He, he just uses um Michael Jackson as not only an example as a huge role model for Kanye. Like he he even said that like if there was no Michael Jackson there'd be no Kanye West and that is like yeah. a thing for any for a lot of black artists I suppose um, yeah. if there was no Michael Jackson because he brought he did break down barriers and, and, oh. and all that stuff yeah 100%, um, but 100% yeah the effects that fame had on him as a person really show you know that, that it's not all that is cracked up to be do you know yeah. what I mean like you, you can have all the fast cars in the world you can have party every single night but that that's going to wear on you yeah, like, you know? this is this is a thing that I've never understood, is people want fame, and I don't know why anyone wants fame. Fame sounds like the yeah. worst thing in the world. Yeah. Like, a lot of people on, like, you know, like, you see any of those, like, type of reality shows, you know, like Love Island and all that. These people, they don't care much about money. They want fame. They want people to know them. Why would yeah. anybody want that? And especially for, yeah. like, I feel like that's multiplied by 10 when it comes to being an artist. 
because like whatever yeah. about just being a person and being famous in society you know you're not doing much but if you're being an artist in society you're being extremely vulnerable and letting people in to see who you truly are through your art and people yeah. are fully like yeah i want to be known fuck that i i wear a, a mask and a book hat not saying i'm going to be famous but if on the off chance something i did got a bit of traction i don't want anybody knowing who i am yeah and i don't see why anybody yeah, would yeah. joe who got it right daft punk Daft Punk, yeah. Daft Punk were the originators, weren't they? Well, maybe not the originators, but they're like the best example. Yeah, Daft Punk got it. Like, I, you'd have to Google them to see what they look like and stuff. But yeah. they have a pretty, I'm sure they have a pretty private life. Uh, yeah, they, that's they've it, kept yeah. their identity for so long and stuff. Yeah, that's it, exactly. Like, why, why would anyone want all the fame? People judging them, questioning them, stopping them in yeah. the street. They can't even go to the shop to buy yeah. a pint of milk. Like, you know what I mean? <laughs> like literally Rihanna sings you know like class cars shooting stars like, yeah shooting stars is a metaphor of you, you know you burn bright and it's beautiful yeah. to look at you know you go uh, you're bright and fast it's beautiful to look at from you know from a distance but if yeah. you're that rock that is flying through space you're literally on fire to the point where you <laughs> burn out you know yeah. what I mean yeah like who, who, who would want that who would want to be on fire to the point where people are just like oh that's just uh, just another shooting star. It's just you're just another celebrity. Huh? That's it. Yeah, that's the sad thing. It's just it's just oh, it's just another one. There's going to be another one after them. Don't worry about it if you miss it. Like. But kind of like ironically, isn't that what this album's about? Is Kanye trying to get back into the good books of the public? Yeah, yeah, it is. It's um, I think like uh, again, I can't remember which song it is. I'm, this is why this is why I shouldn't be talking, trying to talk for a career. But yeah. On one of the songs, he talks about the fact that he's he's out. I think it could be power, actually. Yeah, it is. In power, he says, um, have you got the power to let power go? And it kind of references suicide, but it also re- references the fact that he's out. He's no longer famous. Like, if he wants, he can, like, dip and just become a producer. He'd be known still, yeah, yeah but he, he wouldn't be Kanye, you know? But he was like, like nah. Yeah, like Timberland. Yeah, exactly. Like, there's so many like that. Like, Tim- Timberland, like, Jay Dilla. Uh, the Alchemist, people like this. But he was yeah. like, nah, nah, I'm going to be Kanye. I'm going to go back in there and be me and be known. And like, just because like, obviously Kanye has far more power than Timbaland has, you know? Yeah. So he had the chance to leave it, but he was like, nah, 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 that power. I want that power back. I want to be back in that. I want to be one of those shooting stars again. And, you know, yeah. fair enough. And do, fair you, enough. do you think if he's looking back on it now, do you think that he's almost regretting making like that? This album happened out of you know the VMA stuff, so he had to go to the lowest point to make his greatest album, in my opinion, right? Yeah. So, do you think looking back on that, do you think he would? Do you, Do you think that he, like if he could change things, would he go to would Would he do things differently at the VMAs? Is what I'm asking because in that sense, then he would he would not have had to have gone to that deep place and that dark place. But yeah. we wouldn't have got we wouldn't have got the album that we got. Yeah, like I think some artists might, but Kanye, no. <laughs> yeah, you're right. You're right. <laughs> Kanye, not a chance. Like to be fair, I wouldn't either. If I was in his shoes, and he's now worth billions. He could have yeah. sat back. He could have become a producer. Like he would have had enough money to live. Yeah, of course. But he wouldn't have been. He wouldn't have got like his Yeezy shoes out there. He like he, they were already out, but right. like, they wouldn't have took off to the next level like they have with Adidas. 
you know, he wouldn't have had that whole thing with Trump. His name wouldn't be everywhere, like, you know what I mean? He wouldn't have had that with Trump. <laughs> yeah, like, you know, like, he wouldn't have had that yeah. massive thing where if he wasn't known, then he had the whole shit with Trump and then he became even more known in the family, like, in every single household. Like, I think he loves that. I think he lives for it, being known. Oh, yeah, without a doubt. Without a doubt. He, I, I, think, I think he genuinely enjoys the fame. Sure. Yeah, I agree. But I, yeah, think, I, agree. I think he enjoys it in the way that he, he can use it now. You know, he uses it for his political ventures. <laughs> but he also, yeah, he, also exactly. has a, he also has a church as well, doesn't he? He has his own gospel yeah, choir uh, or something. Um, there's actually a pretty... He's on a Joe Rogan podcast. I don't want to be a Joe Rogan stand on here. I always tell people to listen to Joe Rogan. But Kanye has a good podcast with Joe Rogan where yeah, you just like... You, you just like see him actually talking and like he he's a clever man it's just he's a bit mad but like he's so many his like thought things process in... is so his thought process is so confusing oh, like he will, he will go on a tangent and then he will relate that tangent back to the point he was talking about and you, and you yeah. like you're in this middle of the story with him that like he just keeps chatting and chatting and chatting and then yeah. out of nowhere he's like so that's what i'm that's what i mean when i said that and you're like <laughs> oh, shit. oh yeah of of course, yeah, that's what you're on about. <laughs> yeah, that is so... Yeah, okay, right. I think we should move away from Kanye. I just checked the time. I think we've been talking about him for like half an hour at least now. So I think we should okay. try and move on to um, to give this, uh, for those I love, to, like you were saying, to give that a good enough, give that time to actually talk about it since it's a newer album, give him his stripes and all that. Yeah, yeah, for sure, for sure. What, do you, what did you think of it? It was great. Yeah, yeah. We're talking about now. We're moving on to for those I love. It's a yeah. Uh, it's a new album by a Dublin artist. I think is he goes by the name for those I love also. Correct. Yeah, I think that's but, what came but, up. Yeah, when yeah, I looked up on, on Spotify. Yeah. Is it but Balf? Ba- I can't pronounce his name. He's a Dublin rapper anyway. Yeah. Um. Yeah. It's man. It's it's very interesting. It's not sad. I wouldn't say sad dance music but like there's kind of like it's it's not like pure house there's like kind of a, a emotion in his music yeah there's a melody there's a, a yeah. somber melody yes while also being kind of upbeat and like something that you could kind of dance to and then he <clears throat> and then and then <laughs> and then he comes in with poetry it's not rap yeah. it's it's spoken word and it it's it's yeah. in kind of like a, a deeper a harsher voice so it creates yeah. a beautiful juxtaposition with the music and it's it's a really, really nice listen. And he speaks, some of yeah. the topics that he speaks on are very, very thought-provoking. Yeah, for sure. It's, what, what you get from it is because in the in first song, the, the, the first song on the album is called I Have a Love. And at the very end, it's like he, he mentions his friend Paul who died from suicide as well. And yeah. the whole album is him processing his grief yeah. um, from it. He's, he's discussing his grief about the loss of his best friend. And even in some of it, like even some of the songs, he has like WhatsApp messages, like WhatsApp voice chats. And like some, I'm pretty sure Paul, who's his mate, is actually in these WhatsApp messages as well. So yeah, it's almost um, as that's if- how it seemed. Yeah, that's how it seemed. Yeah, yeah. So it's almost as if you know he's in the song as because he, he was a bandmate. He was a bandmate originally of you know the 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 singer of this album. 
And so it's almost as if like he helped make the album, if you know what I mean. Like he was, yeah. he was a part of it. So he he could he could have well have been, you know, because he was a drummer, I think. But what what's impressive about this album as well is he's able to connect his grieving process right with socio political issues that are happening in Ireland as well. Yeah. Um, so like that, what my favorite line that my two favorite lines in the album come on the third track is it i think it's the third track and it's like your dad crashed the bank and kept this job and then he goes on to say you joke about the junkies addicts that get dehumanized because they're poor mm. um so basically what he's saying is you know your dad is you're you know these bankers and politicians have ruined the country but yet a lot of them are turning around and not publicly, but a lot of them ter- like are, are basically saying that, you know, it's, you know, the homelessness issue that that needs fixing and only they can help, only they can fix it themselves. You know, there, there's a lot of, um, there's a housing crisis in Ireland that can e- very easily be resolved. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? And yeah, 100%. yeah, basically what it is, is just politicians won't help the homeless, but at the same time, they just dehumanize them and, you know, and, yeah, like I said, just dehumanise yeah. them. You don't, yeah. don't paint a good picture of them or anything like that. It's very sad. It is sad. But to be it able is, to yeah. say that, to be able to do that, and then in the same song, you can talk about, you know, a friend of yours that you lost from suicide. Do you know, it it, it just, it, it is very talented. It, it's it's yeah. very, very good to think, to, to is, be yeah, able no, to do that. Yeah, I've, I noticed the same thing. Like, those lines stood out to me as well. I think, like, like you're saying, like he mixes a lot of grievances about his friend with a lot of social commentary. And then like he also throws in a lot of um, talk on mental health. And uh, I think it, I think he does it really yeah. well. Like there's a lovely mix. They, they bleed into each other nicely. And then um, yeah. it's, it's also just it's, it's lovely hearing more talk about the state of things in Ireland and in um like how he Bring mentions how he, he yeah how he comes from a poor area in Dublin, and it's great to hear like yeah. people actually discussing this and yeah, like you said, bringing it bringing it to the forefront of people's minds. Yeah, and what he also like just going back to when you were saying about mental health, like humans and that they naturally are affected by mental health issues. Like everyone has gone through some point of mental um mental strain, I suppose. But he mentions how fragile men's mental health can be, yeah. Which, which I think, which I think is very good because it's not, it's discussed, but it's not highlighted enough. Do you know? It's not, it's not taught enough. Ah, uh, man, it's it's only really being discussed recently yeah. as well, like with our very generation recent. and younger. You know, I don't. Yeah. yeah. I'd say anyone over thirty, if like even man, even some of our pals, if if I ask them, oh, how's the head? Like, how are you dealing with, like, the mental struggles of COVID? They were like, why are you asking me that? Like, job, my job's grand. Yeah. What do you mean? Like, I'm, I'm, I'm still yeah. getting paid. And I'm like, no, 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 no. Like, your mental stress, like, they just, they won't understand it. Because we're not yeah. taught about it, you know? We're not, we're not. It's not, it's not even that they want, they can't understand it. They don't know how to express it. Yeah. Um, and not yeah. being able to express your emotions, especially in, like, um, in Ireland in general, but mainly in rural Ireland, where you're not able to, uh, you're you're seen as feminine if 
you know, if, if you're able to discuss your emotions and, you know, if you're able to process your feelings other than boys don't cry. Yeah, um, yeah no, no, for yeah. sure. Like, like, especially like you're saying, rural Ireland, it's as if it's still like the 70s, 80s, 90s, where it's like, oh, be a man, you know, boys don't cry, yeah. this type of crack. Yeah, and it's just, and, it's just one of them albums as well, even though he wrote that being in like inner city Dublin, us being yeah. from rural Ireland. We're so we can relate to it, you know. It's that's why I like the album so much, mate. Yeah, that was the second point I wrote on my first listen. Was it's very Irish, very relatable, because um, yeah. even like what we were talking, we we talked about this a little bit off, uh, off podcast, and we were saying that I think it's in the second track or second or third track. I'm not sure which one. He speaks on um, how him and his friends they used to like they went and they they found a couch just thrown out there. And they picked yeah. it up and they brought it back and they burnt it. Yeah, we've never done that. Oh, I haven't. I've never found a random couch <sighs> and burnt it. But we could still relate to that because, like, there, we've we've been to bonfires where we're from and like just like similar shit of just you and your pals going out and as teenagers and maybe doing something. Looking back, you wouldn't do it again. But at the time, it was like, haha, this is great banter. I might turn over a flower pot or, or flip a sign or throw a stone at yeah, something. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah, like when you were when he was saying that, like um, when he, he he lit the he he lit the couch up on fire. Was it was it the couch? Yeah. Or was it his shirt? I can't remember. He lit something he, on fire, but yeah, straight he, away he um it just brought me to a Halloween when um, yeah. when one of the lads that were a bit older than us brought a can of petrol and dumped it along the um, <laughs> the, the the bushes that like leads down to like the bridge where where the road is. And just lit it on fire because that, that's what you do when you have nothing else to do. You just light stuff on fire. That's like, it, yeah. It's it's teenage stuff. Like, I don't want to say teenage angst, but it kind of is. Like, you know, you're a teenager. All yeah. you do is go to school. You know, you have that bit of mischief in you. And um, for some reason, fire just it seems to be a go-to. Yeah. Literally, if you had a can of links and a fire lighter, that is the best crack ever. Do you know what exactly. I mean? That is good crack. Yeah. For but sure. What else you mentioned as well was like drinking for the sake of drinking as well, which, yeah. you know, I can that relate was, to. Like That was something that really kind of struck me as well because I know plenty of boys that this is the case for, where yeah. nothing to do, heads maybe not great, but like you're saying, they don't have the the knowledge of how to access their thoughts and how to, um you know, go through them and see what's actually happening. So they're just like, ah, have a pint. That'll get rid of that. Yeah, yeah, and it, they're they're like they're not really, they're not they're not really doing anything about their emotions. They do like they must have felt the same way when they were like seventeen and they first started drinking, yeah. um, to the point now where they're like twenty six and they're and they're just doing the same thing. Well, twenty six is very a, a specific age, but like as they get older, they're just yeah. doing the same thing because that's how they coped. Yes, um, yeah. it's more like instead of like. Well, you know, it's it, it's them dealing with their mental health, but in the album as well, it's like that's what you do. Like that's what we live for. We live for the you know the weekend drinks with the boys, like and yeah. the, you know Monday to Friday is just us slogging over doing a job that we don't really like, and yeah. we just end up drinking on a weekend, literally drowning our sorrows together. But it's seen as good crack. That's it, yeah. And I feel like that that one stuck with me just because I feel like I've seen it. I feel like I've seen it growing up where we grew up. Yeah. 
yeah, for yeah. sure. Like I think it's it's definitely something that is a big thing in rural Ireland, rural Ireland, especially but Ireland in general. Not even Ireland, man. That's the thing all over the world. People not being yeah. able to deal with their emotions and they just drink to just to drink, really, isn't it? Like I right last night, I sat down here and I had a couple cans, and man, it made me feel terrible. Yeah, just. Just because, like, I wasn't, like, I wasn't out. Like, alcohol is a very social drug. So if you're not being social and you're sitting in, then the depressant aspect of it is going to kick in. And, like, I never, I didn't get real sad around, but I sat in and I was playing some Warzone. And just after a while, I was like, what am I doing? Like, why why am I doing this? And then I was just, like, (laughs) in a mood. And I was like, I was like, man, like, people do this on the regular to suppress their emotions, but in turn... Like when they're just sitting in, especially over the pandemic, when they're just sitting in, it's gonna obviously amplify them because it is a depressant. Yeah, like when um when when the um Six Nations re kicked off back in October because obviously COVID um shut them down initially. The Six Nations yeah. is a rugby tournament between England, Ireland, Scotland, Wales, France, and Italy. Just for just for people who didn't know that, and I got six cans of Guinness right. And I was just drinking it just because that's what I thought you do when you watch rugby. You just drink it. And I I have an interest in rugby. I'd watch it, but I don't know the rules, you know, like I would in football or soccer, sorry. But I just found myself just getting really naggy and aggressive on it. Like, just, you know, giving out to the referee for giving a a decision that didn't go my team's way, uh, didn't go Ireland's way. And then I just kind of looked at myself a little bit. And I was like, well, what am I doing? I just got drunk by myself. You know, it, it's kind of sad when you think of it. Like just like you said, it's a social See, drug. And when you're not being social yeah. on it, it's just depressing. <laughs> That's it, yeah. But see, the important thing is that you and I clearly are able to assess our relationship with it. We're able to take a step back and be like, hang on a minute. It's it's three o'clock on Saturday. I'm sitting in my living room on my own and I'm absolutely pissed. Yeah. And it doesn't feel nice. Yeah, and that's what that's what for those I love is kind of about. It's like it's him processing grief, but it's him also looking back on good memories as well. Yeah, and he's also discussing you know mental health, alcoholism. It's a lot of socio political topics in Ireland, which for anybody who's Irish and listens to it would be able to understand yeah. on a deeper level than those who are from. England or America. I feel like even even English people could fairly relate just purely because of the fact that English and Irish were basically the same people, like aren't we? Pretty much, yeah. Pretty much. Like they'd yeah. be able to relate a lot more compared to like Americans. But I'm just saying as in yeah. to hear an Irish rap artist or um oh, sorry, Irish poet. Like it, it's it, do you know like when you hear like versatile or Kojak, when you hear them and you're like he sounds like me. Yeah, you know I mean? yeah, yeah. He has a Dublin accent, but he has an Irish accent. It's like, you know, that'll uh, that'll eventually have a domino effect on artists coming up as well. And yeah, like in in grime artists, grime artists started off as trying to be rap artists like Americans, and they were putting on American accents. And it wasn't until the likes of, you know, Dizzy Rascal and Skepta came through and um, all these kind of, icons in the grime industry now came in and like no i'm gonna i'm gonna do it with my own accent and that's become grime and that has now turned into 
a huge genre in music. So hopefully now with the likes of, you know, the artists that I just mentioned coming up from Ireland, maybe this is going to be something for Irish kids to look at and go, yeah, yeah if, if they can do it, so can I. Do you know no, yeah, for sure, for sure. Um, it is great. Like that's that's what I was gonna say. It's hopefully now hearing, like you're saying, an Irishman speaking on these things and speaking on his struggles with them. That if yeah, you know, Irish lads around our age hear it, they'll be like, oh, okay, I can I can relate to this. That yeah, that feeling he's that feeling he's speaking on. I felt that. I I understand. And then they can actually have a look at themselves. Hopefully, that'd be that'd be fantastic. Yeah, yeah, yeah. and just one last thing on it as well. Well, I because you don't listen to the streets. When I when I no. first heard it, I uh, initial just like instinctively I went, "This is this this is like the streets kind of music as well." Because like what he does, he has very melodic kind of drum and bass beats in the background. You know, something that you could do an all night rave to. But he speaks <laughs> over it rather than raps over it. Yeah. The only difference is Mike, he actually even references for those I love actually references Mike Skinner from the streets. I can't remember in what track it was, but it, they mention it. They, they re- so like he's definitely influenced by him, which makes ah, total okay. sense. Yeah, um, yeah. And what the pair of, the pair of them do really well is they take it on some sort of a story. You're almost beside them as they're telling it to you. And that's what that's what makes this album just as like just as good. Well, maybe not just as good, but it is it's certainly I wouldn't say top tier, but I'd say maybe second tier albums. <laughs> like, if you could have like, you know, my dark beautiful twisted fantasy, that's that's your god tier. And then you have top tier albums, and then you have like yeah. second tier albums. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah. Like, it, it, no, it can it be, is, there's it, definitely room for improvement, but to have your debut album go to number two in any country's chart is amazing. But there is definite room for improvement, I'd say. No, I, I agree. It is great. And like you're saying, um, especially from an Irish artist, considering Irish artists haven't been put in, like, you know, they're only kind of on the come up now. Yeah. It is great to see Irish artists producing quality of this this height i don't know what way i'm trying to speak that speak that or way i'm trying to say it but like it is great to, it is great to hear an irish artist producing something that comes across this well that speaks on such important issues that um that just it stays with you like so so many of like the beats are still in my head and so many little yeah. lyrics like on track seven it's called birthday slash the pain that starts yeah, out pain, with yeah. Yeah, that starts out with, um, I think, I'm not exactly sure on the, the line, but it's basically, when I was six, I saw a man stabbed to death outside my house. Yeah. Wow, like, that's, that's, yeah, that's, that, that is so striking, and that is going to stay with me for a while. But, I mean, that's, yeah. that's what a lot of lyrics within this album do. A lot of them are striking lyrics based on, you know, just memories that he had with his friends, or social struggles in Ireland, or mental health struggles like they're striking they're striking lyrics that stay with you but the music is also very well produced and that sticks with you as well yeah a hundred percent i agree on that like some of the some of the, like i said to you, some of the lyrics with my you know that your your dad crashed the bank but kept his job and um, you yeah. still laugh at junkies and all that stuff them yeah. lyrics like that will they're gonna stay with me for 
a long time. And it goes like, you know, even back to Kanye's album, when you hear all of the lights come on, you you know the lyrics. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. It's going to be yeah. the same thing. As, like, I'm going to listen to this to the point where I will know most of the words in it as well. And it's going to be the same thing when when the the beat drops and I, I start turning around and going, I have a love and it never yeah. fades. You know, yeah. like I'm, I'm already doing it now. Like, you know, that's a good point. What you just made there without saying it, it's that it has great replay value. This album, yeah, because yeah. the tracks, the tracks kind of they have that fun bounce to them where you can have a little, you can have yeah. a little dance around your kitchen, and then when he when he comes in with his verse, you're kind of noticing a new line because nearly every line he speaks is a striking, has some striking um, imagery yeah. with it, or the line yeah, itself yeah. just kind of sticks. So. I listened to the album three times and on my third listen, I was picking up on lines that didn't get me at first. And I was like, Oh wow. Like that really relates to this and this and this. So it's, yeah. it's very, it's very well done. It's, it's a really great piece of piece of work from, um, what I would yeah. can only assume is a, is a good up and coming Irish artist, which is great to fucking see. Yeah. And I won't even call it a rap album either. Like I'd, I'd say no. it's the power of poetry. Do you know what I mean? Like you can yeah. have, you can have rap artists, out there that have songs that rhyme but to have like a poet come an irish poet come out that is that's not like oscar wilde or anything like that you know but he's an irish <laughs> yeah. poet that has come out and prop and done it in a modern way like a, in a modern yeah. style it's very refreshing it, it's it's a refreshing sub-genre of rap i'm sure yeah yeah no for sure so yeah if anyone I would. I really like this album. I'm pretty sure you did as well. If anyone wants to check it out, it's for those I loved. It's on Spotify. I assume it's on Apple Music or whatever else. Give it a listen. Even if you're not Irish, give it a listen. It's a really good listen. It really is. Yeah. Yeah, definitely agree. Definitely agree on that. Thanks for listening, lads. We really appreciate it. If you have any questions, comments, or and to add about today's podcast, get on to us on our socials. We'd absolutely love to hear from you guys. We're Insta Paddies on Instagram and Paddies Tweet on Twitter. Again, thanks for listening and we'll talk to you next time. Take care, lads. Bye-bye. Thanks for listening, lads. We really appreciate it. If you have any questions, comments or and to add about today's podcast, get on to us on our socials. We'd absolutely love to hear from you guys. We're Insta Paddies on Instagram and Paddies Tweet on Twitter. Again, thanks for listening and we'll talk to you next time. Take care, lads. Bye-bye.